Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the All Talk Car Podcast. Hal, how you going? Fantastico. Everything good? This is our Christmas special. Christmas is coming up this week, so everyone's in holiday mode. My brain's not working. Your what? My brain is not working. Uh, no, my brain stopped working at the beginning of December. <laughs> I switched off and we're just um, chilling out, getting ready to eat a feast this week. We've got a special guest straight in from Asia, Stephen Dipsellis. Welcome. Hello, hello. I'm not talking with an accent. I'm from Australia. <laughs> but, but, but I live in Asia. <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting. So for all our listeners, every now and then, um, you may hear a bit of Chinglish. <laughs> Welcome to our country, Steve. Thank you, thank you. Yes. So you only here for a couple of days over Christmas? Yeah, I just flew down to, to feast. To feast and graze and then go back. <laughs> yeah, and then go back. So where are you based now? You've been overseas for a couple of years in Asia. Where, where are you based now? Yeah, two years in Hong two years in Singapore and uh, it's been five months in Hong Kong. I mean, this is a car podcast. What's their car culture like there? I mean, is there a lot of cars and no uh, roads? Well, firstly, in Singapore, um, not many people own cars purely because you have to buy a certificate to put a car on the road for 10 years and that costs just as much as the car. So is that like your rego? It is, it is. But is it? it's the way they, they manage traffic or cars on the road. Instead of adding a luxury car tax, they put a certificate on the on the car to, to get it on the road. And that depends on the, the, the CCs or the engine capacity. So you have a lot of people buying hybrids or, or small engine capacity cars, but then the really rich people buy whatever they want. So you have you know a lot of a uh, lot of hybrids, a lot of you know those Honda HRVs, uh, but then occasionally you do get the the Lamborghinis. Sort of you rock. still see them queuing up at the hotels. There's yeah. a few rollers. There's a few yeah yeah exactly. Lambos exactly. I've also seen the. I've been to Singapore once before, and the car prices are not cheap. I remember seeing a Jeep Cherokee was $200,000 and the Singapore dollar and the Australian dollar was almost parity. But that, that would have included that certificate. certificate. Yeah. So what happens is the certificate's attached to car. Yeah, it's the car. So then if you hold the car for 10 years, you then have to renew the, the certificate and you can't... Well, it, it makes more sense to buy a new car and get a new certificate rather than keep your old car and get a new certificate. So it's a way to get rid of old cars off the road as well. Correct. What yeah. would a Corolla cost? Uh, 80 grand 120 probably about 100 grand wow yeah so interesting interesting thing is when uber set up in singapore they set up a model where they bought the cars uber itself yeah because it was so expensive and they wanted people to drive they're not going to get young people to to buy spend all this money and buy cars so they bought all the cars in their fleet but then (laughs) what happened is you had all these young people who couldn't afford a car otherwise all of a sudden became uber drivers and did not pick up a passenger <laughs> they didn't know where they were going so the uber you'd watch the you'd watch the screen of the driver just going around in circles <laughs> trying to find where to pick you up or take you so it's uh yeah it was it's it's a very interesting car culture over there i mean they love cars um it's particularly the uh the the, the rich kids they get it's no different to anywhere else they get a lot of really yeah if you're a rich kid anywhere cars, in the world you're gonna yeah. get the latest car and yeah, so you're not gonna care yeah. um, um, how much is fuel in Singapore? Don't know. <laughs> are you not a rich kid? <laughs> the, uh, so the taxis are really cheap. So compared to Australia, I always compare going to the airport um, in Sydney costs you like 50 bucks. In Singapore, it'll cost you like 15 $20. So you don't use the Maccas index, you use the, the airport taxi airport, index. Airport taxi. 
yeah. How are the cabbies cheap then? If have they got a different model? I mean, their cars have they got a different certificate? No, no, it's a Hyundai. What are they? They're called i forties over there. I don't know what they're Sonatas called. Or Sonata. Sonata. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like Mid-Sonata. a Sonata. So they they they've got those cars as taxis, but the the policy over there is taxi drivers are the pensioners. So you, you can't be a young taxi driver over okay. there. They're all older men or older women more older men than women it's enforced taxi usage so and they, and they work for a corporation that they don't buy the cab they just turn up correct and yeah. work so the, the the company over there it's called comfort delgro no sponsorships no no no, no plugs here um, they own they own the buses the taxis and, and they also own a lot of things they, they own cab charge in australia okay so it's like a multinational company. Yeah, yeah, correct. But then in Hong Kong, it's because I've never seen so many uh, Teslas in my life. Um, they're everywhere in Hong Kong, probably because the distances are so short. Also, there's apparently a tax benefit for, for owning a, a Tesla car. there. Is it, I mean, Hong Kong's all apartment living. Have, have, have the Hong Kong or the Chinese government gone all out to set up infrastructure or is it all Tesla-based? We were talking about this yeah. a couple of weeks ago where they put the Tesla at the Gold Coast, <coughs> they put the Tesla charge on the opposite side of where the actual plug goes in the car. Really? <laughs> so have they, have, they, have they sorted that out in China, in Hong Kong? Yeah, yeah. So from what I've seen, most, uh, most apartment buildings have charging stations or the, the sort of refurbed ones. They start putting in charging stations in the car parks, uh, but the car parks are not like you know the ones you see here in the Westfields, which go down four or five levels. There's very limited space over there, so that's like Singapore's got the certificate. The Hong Kong sort of premium is paying for a car space, paying for a car space. But there are a lot of cars on the road. Yeah, but with the with the new bridge and the tunnels that they're building, a lot of people come in from China. So yeah. the the cars that you see on the road, yeah. To, most of the time now have two number plates, one for Hong Kong and one for Shenzhen, right. which is China or Kowloon or whatever. So you're starting to see a lot more cars coming in for the day from China. Okay, through okay. So they're making it, it's almost like a day trip, come yeah. into the city, yeah. do what you well, want to do and then leave. A lot of people are starting to work in Hong Kong but live in China because it's cheaper to live in China and then come in for the day than to buy an apartment in Hong Kong. And have they got high-speed rail? and? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can catch a train from, from Hong Kong to Beijing, which is on the other side of China, in mm. eight hours. Okay. they got proper high-speed rail when it stays on the tracks. What about Singapore? Have you, you, you've been to the Grand Prix, Hal, at Singapore? No. You haven't been? You've been? Yeah, Steve? yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like? The Grand Prix is amazing. Uh, probably one of the... Well, I've been to the Melbourne one. I've been to the Monaco one. Um, I'd probably say that the Singapore one is the better event because it's uh, it's all thought out. You know, the, the racing's good in uh, in and amongst the streets, the buildings, the sound sort of bounces around, and then you know everything's sort of close, like the music, the the, the food, and all that sort of stuff. So it's a really good event. Do they do? Um, not permanent stands. What's the opposite of permanent? Temporary. Temporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm to my brain. Yeah. I'm telling you guys. I, they, uh, back to the morning starts, yeah. and my brain is on soft at the moment. But yeah, yeah they, so they start setting it up. So the, the when's the race? September. September. Yeah. So by about June, you, you start seeing all the sort of barricades go up, all the all the sort of temporary like road things go up. So it's it's a it's an exercise that they start months in advance mm. every year. And Are then, you gonna go this year? How? Huh? You're planning. 
I'm planning. There's some good deals around. I'd look for media passes for you. Okay. We need to be established for three years and live, eat, breathe F1 and write about them every day. Yeah, it's just too hard. So that's why we're just talking about it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the, the mum's episode, we'll talk to them about right, F1. I'll start, putting a, I'll start putting a photo of a Formula One car up on my yeah, yeah. Facebook page every day. Every day for three years and then we might get a track pass or something. <laughs> But um, no, I like I, I like the Singapore Grand Prix. I like the the way they got their light system set up. There's no the spotlights like one big like LED tube going around the track. Yeah, there's there's spotlights every I think every two meters. Yeah, on the track, so it looks it does look like it's a daytime track in a nighttime. And a lot of the drivers apparently they sleep on Europe time when they come to Singapore, so they're not tired. Cause oh, yeah, because it's a nighttime it's, race. It's a yeah, night yeah. race, but they're not up. Yeah, they, they get up yeah. maybe after lunch and. And pretend yeah, it's like a yeah. European day. What bands play there? Have you been to the concerts oh, yeah. you said on? So who was there? The time that I went, we had um, Queen. Well, Freddie. Yeah. It was Freddie? They, they brought the hologram. <laughs> 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 no, they had uh, they had Queen, and who was that? Adam Lambert. Oh was yeah, a, was yeah, a front yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was actually pretty good. Yeah. Did he sell like Freddie? No. no, no. <laughs> did no the way. band sell? Like but they Queen? did. They they brought every now and again. They had the screen up. And oh, he did like a duet. Yeah, he did duets. With Freddie. With Freddie. I was watching The Amazing Race the other night. They went to Freddie Mercury's house. Apparently, he grew up, he was born in Zanzibar, in oh, Tanzania. Right. Wow. Um, so that was one of the pit stops. Yeah. They had to go to Freddie's house. No, it's really good, really good setup, the, the Singapore Grand Prix. But one thing I haven't gone to is that E Formula One, whatever it's called. Is that in Singapore? No, it's in Hong It's in Macau. Oh, that, in Macau. It's Macau. Where they, uh, That'd be the opposite. No noise there. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it on TV. I just. Uh, it's like. It's like. Well, that's the thing. I mean, part of going out to a, a live race is feeling and smelling the fumes and hearing the noise and yeah. and and that's what a lot of people complain about F1 when they went to the turbo era that dropped the V10s it wasn't as loud you don't need to wear earphones now if you went to the e yeah. Formula E you'd be looking for the track and probably cross it and probably get run over <laughs> get, by, hit by get by hit by one of the uh, well, what is that but the Macau race it wasn't that the uh, yeah. the female driver that went flying like a catapult yeah Saw footage of that a couple of weeks ago. They I just still didn't get it. I don't get how she she did it. Um, no, I think I think she got clipped. Uh, yeah, she hit something. There was a diff, another angle did come out right. that said it was that like showed a, a different story right, right, altogether. Right. Basically, she's coming into break, but as soon as she got clipped, she couldn't break. That, that's yeah. it. There, she's Far airborne right. and yeah, it was yeah. like a catapult, and yeah. she flew. She's trying to get into Formula One. She's a German. I can't remember her name. She's a German. Um, race driver and nice. um, I think that'll help yeah she's unbreakable <laughs> yeah but the car wasn't the, the way it landed like a pancake up against the wall it was Far like around. an egg and then just yeah. sliding down that was um, incredible But so that's the track is that the Macau track yeah they, yeah I think it's around the casino area I haven't been to that race obviously but yeah, most of the things are around the casinos you didn't hear about it was no, it? no didn't hear it <laughs> well we've got a um, one of our uh, very close family friends overseas. The son's contracted esports drivers. Okay. Yeah. What is it? For um, both for Sauber. Okay. So basically, they race online against other drivers, and, but it is a proper season. Yeah. They do, you know, they do all the tracks. Yeah. And um, and they're, they're very they're very good. Isn't it like the Nissan Academy, like with Gran Turismo? Uh, I'm not sure exactly how. Yeah, it is, but it is like you know the they get the these kid these these kids are I mean they're not kids anymore they're in the early twenties but 
they dominate. They were dominating online racing. You know, they're, they're very, very good. The times they do on esports are, are, are pretty much the same or faster than what an F1 driver would do on his simulator. And have they got contracts at the end? Have they dangled the carrot? Um, I'm not sure. Not sure how it works. I'm yeah. going to look into it. And we're, we're going to try we've and got, um, get them to uh, have a chat to us. Um, I'm talking to a gamer to get on. Yeah, um, um, he hasn't got back to me. But yeah, they're, um, I've read an article about how gamers with this Nissan Academy with the Gran Turismo link. They found that well, obviously the physical nature of racing, they weren't sort of geared with the G-forces. But everything else, their, their ability to put the car on the track and take the corners was spot on. Mm. It's just had to get used to the G-forces. But the other thing is with the simulators, a lot of the time you use features as brake markers. Uh, trees are not a very good one because sometimes they cut the trees down and where a tree used to be as a brake <laughs> marker may not be. There was They found one year on the, on the GP, the motorcycle Grand Prix, I don't know which track it was in America, but a lot of the bikes were sliding off at this particular corner. Then they realised that they cut down some trees and where the riders used to use the previous year as yeah, a the tree as a marker, marker. It's not there. They were breaking too late and losing the corner. Yeah, I guess with video games, you've got to make sure that they've uh, put the right trees in the right spot or else uh, you'll be sliding off all over the track. What else, Jalapeno? I was just reading about the esports. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's a... It, it, they actually get drafted from there's where? a draft like you play the, certain the, competitions the, the, yeah it's a, the the f1 teams right with it, with, with the exception of ferrari no surprise surprise <laughs> okay basically drafted drivers from you know a pool of the local talent or, or ta- yeah or, yeah so uh, so you got williams hype energy for Art, haas mercedes amg Renault, Sauber, Toro Rosso, McLaren, and Red Bull Racing. Force India, Force India's there, yeah, yeah. E4, they were E Force India. So they'll that then they had their competition in October. October they basically narrowed it down and picked their two drivers per team. So they, they're going to get. So they're going to lot. So it's almost like Formula One, but on TV, yeah, two drivers. Sports, two drivers. Right. Two drivers per team. You know, they sit there, they've got their earbuds in, they've got to do everything. You have technical issues with your cars. Is, is that from the computer, though? I have no I idea. Know. I really I remember there's a bug there. I'm, I'm going to look into it. <laughs> but I reckon they should race them live against the real F1. And ghost. Put the real drivers against them. No, put the ghost F1 cars and make it a probably show the F1 route. drivers up. Yeah. But the bugs kill me. Like, so your car can break down. Yes. There's an algorithm in the computer... Yep. So for all those betting agencies that want to get involved, yeah. <laughs> get a Russian hacker. Yeah. Yeah. You get flat tires. Yeah, do they that. have the? Do they throw the bananas like? Or is that just Mario Kart? Mario, that's just Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. <laughs> yeah, they don't throw bananas and, no. and, and and get boosts and no. And there's that shortcut. They don't yeah. have the shortcut. No, no shortcuts. Are you sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. So esports is trying to make yep. it legit. Yep. And you that. can't run your mates off the track. You can't. And then press start again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll go backwards. <laughs> yeah. And if they don't, if the timer runs out, they don't get the extra lap? No. Okay. And they, they put an extra $2. No. no, you can't put $2 in <laughs> no. and keep racing. No. Okay. <laughs> My brain is slush. So, so we had some hail this week. In, we had a big Sydney. Sydney's going crazy with. Uh, we're meant to have summer. At the end of every day, we get a hailstorm or two merging into one. Or thunderstorms and lightning and flooding, flash flooding. 
And um, what happened to the Audi, Hal? Well, I was I tried to um, get back to the office because I have underground parking. It was just chaos. Could have made and any time. There, it, it's, it's like as soon as a drop of rain comes from the sky, everyone forgets how to drive. Everyone was either stopped, okay? Without blinkers, just yeah, stopped in the no, road. No, no, I'm just going to stop, mate. It's hailing. They were stopped. There were people trying to drive on the footpaths because I want to get under an awning. There are pedestrians seeking shelter. You can't drive your Range Rover up onto the footpath. You know? It was... I just couldn't get back in, and I was sitting in my car. Actually, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to play the audio because I had the the camera going in the car. Yeah. I'm going to play the audio, which um, which everyone will be able to hear. It's pretty much me sitting in my car, helpless, because I can't go anywhere. Here it is. That's on your dash. That's on your... That's... that's hitting yeah, the car, basically. Yeah, that's... That's the inside of my... That's what I'm hearing on the inside of my car. Ah... Yeah, that was, it was so, a lot of damage out. So I got out of the car. I had a look. A couple of big welts in the roof. A couple of big welts no in the way. bonnet. Lots of little ones here and there. What do you do? There was people that were driving along uh, the motorway that had hailstones come through their windscreen. Because they're doing oh. 80, 90, 100. And, um, they were hitting it with impact. And they... And you get those narrow corridors where the hail is at its worst, and they basically had tennis balls coming through their windscreens. I remember there was a friend of ours that we're trying to get on as well. He's a wrecker, and he told me a story when that big storm hit the eastern suburbs. BMW ran out of sunroofs, and he had a whole stack of them, and he still talks about how much money he made that week (laughs) by upping the sunroof prices (laughs) by God knows how much. Well, God does know he threw the hail down. Um, storms in Hong Kong, have you lived through any? Yeah, yeah, so we had a typhoon, category 10 typhoon slash So we soft with a bit of hail? Yeah, yeah, so you had, uh, you had sort of trees being uprooted, people being thrown around. Like um, literally down the street. Yeah, so there's a, there's a video going around on YouTube of, uh, a little ice cream truck yeah. going along the highway and it literally gets thrown on, onto its side. Because the wind was, I think, uh, up to 250 kilometres an hour. Lots of flooding, so you have people thinking that their cars are super trucks, but all of a sudden getting bogged into a, a, a pool of water. So, so it was no different to was, everyone yeah. driving under the uh, Arnott's Bridge at Strathfield this week. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And like you said, Hal. Unrelated. It's the, uh, once the rain starts, they don't know what they're doing. It's Everyone goes into panic and no one knows. They just lose, they just, everyone just loses, just sticks. To the road rules that's what they're there for and just keep driving i ha- i met remember, a couple of podcasts ago we, they mistaken your audi for a mustang in that bmw yep. high patrol yeah he pulled me over last week no surprise pete he's a bullhead he's um he's a great officer he he warned me that uh, he was recording the conversation then i double dared him and said i warn you that i'm recording the conversation and filming both ways and pointed to my dash cam so he then went all proper on me um, he thinks that one of my number plates is being reproduced and is fake. So I've got the, I think they're called historical plates, the, the numerical ones. Yeah, vintage. Historical. And they're bloody heavy. I remember when I had them on, on the McCann one night, we went out um, for a coffee at Leinkart, got home at about 1am. It was Good Friday too. I remember it was, there was not much on traffic on the road. Got home and the plate was missing. And I thought someone stole them. And I wasn't sure if you can get them reproduced. So... 
we drove back and found the plate sitting flush at Leichhardt. It must have fallen off. Or, oh, wow. Like, I don't know how another plate can fall off, but it did. But I remember they were really heavy. Like, it's they're, they're fairly old plates. And uh, Constable Plod pulled me over and basically said, oh, your front one's fine, your rear one isn't. It, because it's metal, it's got to be raised print. I go, yeah, there's the print. You can see it. It's a sticker. It's on. He goes, no, no, it's got to be raised. So I took it, and he said the font's different. So I took a photo of both. He asked me to um, send a letter to the RMS. Um, he's, he said he marked my car. So I thought, great, double points, holiday. I'm going to drink a bit. I don't want to get pulled over. We sent the plates off to the RMS. The photos look identical. And RMS said, no, nah, you're fine. So I printed off the letter, went to uh, the police station, and uh, she was a lovely officer behind the counter, helped me out. She went to the computer and came back and said, your car is not marked. So I don't know what he was saying to me, but um, I've got that letter in the in the glove box. <laughs> but this is the same officer that couldn't tell the difference between an A7 and a Mustang. Oh, look, the police do a good job. No, I'm not happy but you get a few, uh You get a few heroes. I'm sure there were better things to there do. There were better things to do. I was at a stop over sign. Someone yeah. where you can clearly read the number plates yourself. And pull over to give them some sort of power trip talk and waste half a day of this guy's life. You know, It was 8.30 in the morning. I was driving to work. I was at a stop sign. He was on the other side. And I saw the beam. I'd go, oh, that's the one that Hal was talking about. And then a block later, there's Christmas lights behind me. I thought, okay, I'll let him through because I wasn't doing more than 30 Ks. And he parked behind me. And I'm like, oh, what do you want? And uh, when he told me about the nail plate, I thought, you're kidding. And, and, and I can assure you that if he pulled over and sat in that spot he could probably pull over at least 10 or 15 cars every hour whose number plates actually don't comply they've either faded they're damaged I and mean, he could say to him mate and actually by yeah. law if you've got damaged or faded number plates that aren't legible then yeah. you've got to go and hand them in and get them replaced meanwhile you've got number plates which well they're not raised yeah but what are you talking about right they're, they're historic plates that's they're, how they were issued that's how they were issued so I find that it's when it comes to revenue. He probably thought I was trying to outsmart the cameras or have reflective, whatever. I mean, they were issued properly. They're, they're right plates. I got pulled over two years ago. He, that officer didn't complain. He, he gave me, he showed me my speed. That was pretty good, but he didn't complain about the plates. Um, anyway, what do you do? So that was my little visit with the police last week. Christmas, fellas. Christmas. Presents. Yep. Big ribbon on any new cars? No. No. But I drove my car with the power upgrade. Ah, it the green a, monsters yes, on the road. It was awesome. What's that? What's a green monster? I know everyone asked. What's a green monster? monster? It was awesome. It's an HSV GDSR. Oh, wow. Yeah. Needs, um... There wasn't enough power for how. Yeah. So you want to keep it original, but at 100 kilowatts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> so 407 kilowatts at the wheels. Do you play that audio? No. <laughs> no. Plod might hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, there's a bit more to get out of it. Engine's still pretty fresh. It's only done a thousand Ks this car, so we'll get a bit more out of it later on. But um, yeah, chalk and cheese. Compared to the Mustang. <laughs> well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no pedestrians were injured in this no. test drive either. Yeah, basically, I picked up the car and um, I was in traffic and I thought I'll give it a little stab just to change lanes because there was a Camry that was dawdling along. It was like um, the, the rear end just lit up, stepped out. There was uh, my traction control light was flashing. So it was like, wow, this is cool. I've said it before, those cars are all engine and they need a chassis to keep traction. It's all about traction. I drove a W427 with a 7-litre Corvette engine in the Commodore 
and mate, the dashboard was flashing like a Christmas tree, keeping <laughs> yeah. with the theme. Um, you just got to know how to keep that car straight with traction. There's a, enough power, but how had to put an extra hundred kilowatts? Yeah, what's, what's the next mod now? Bigger tires. I did put them on as well. I did the mods and it didn't help. We put uh, we threw some um, Continental Conti Force contact tires on it, which are a um, they've got a treadwear rating of I think it's. 80, which is very, very soft, 29530, 20s. And you have to warm them up. They, they, they... they do need a bit of heat to work at their best. So that's two stabs of the pedal. Uh, uh, yeah, two stabs, but still it was, yeah, I think we'll have traction issues. And, so, and it wasn't raining. And it wasn't raining. Or or I don't think we're driving it while it's raining. <laughs> we're going to, uh, we'll give that a shot. My, uh, the Mercedes is with our good friend Eamon at Leading Edge. The hip... I was going to call it the A name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. How's given that the 73 Cooper name? All right, well. um, so um, <laughs> It's called Mercedes. Yeah, we'll call it the Merc. <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, Eamon's uh, giving it a detail. He's nice. going to uh, give it a paint correction, give it a detail. We've had some issues getting it started because the carbies are playing up. So we spent some time in his shop. So sorry about that, Amons. And um, and I hope he's feeling better as well because he stepped on some glass and he's been oh. hopping around his um, his workshop trying to keep all the customers' cars um, in Regards shape. Regards, Everyone still talks about that episode. You, you know about classic cars as well, Steve. Yeah, I've got a couple, yeah. What, um, do, what do you like? I've got a 66 Mustang. And a 67 US Falcon or US import two-door Falcon Futura. Wow, okay. So it's uh, both left-hand drive, so it adds a little more complication. And Are they here in Australia or you got them in Hong Kong and Singapore? No, they're here. They're here. One in each. <laughs> Certificates. Both in, uh, both in Australia, so that's what I'm looking forward to driving while I'm here. So that's why you came for four days just to drive yeah, and just get to out keep, of the keep the engine turning over. Well, they are. When classic cars, we haven't done a full episode on them, but you've got to look after them. You've got to keep them awake. You've got yeah, to move got, them. Got to start them. Got to move them. You can't just uh, leave them as garage queens in the garage because um, the seals will rot. They they need to be driven. They need to be alive. And it's good to see you've come yeah. out. So, which one do you prefer, the Falcon or the Mustang? Uh, so the the Mustang is a two eighty nine, so the the small V eight. The Falcon has got an inline six. The Falcon's got the three speed auto on the column shift. Okay, it's fun to drive, and you know people think that you know why 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 do you have such an old car with a six cylinder engine in it? But it's actually fun to drive. So I, I think at this stage, you know what that needs the Falcons. It needs a Barra. A Barra. Yeah. What's a Barra? The the late the felt the four the XR6 uh, turbo motor. Oh, the Barracuda. Uh, none of the Barracuda. Barra. They call it the Barra. Yeah, engine. the Barra motor. It'll Never drop XR6. straight in. It'll drop straight in. Oh, the the, the six cylinder. Yeah, right, the right. turbo. The yeah. XR6. Yeah, yeah, right. XR6 turbo motor into that, <laughs> mate. You, if Ross was here, he'd be telling you what wheels and everything. To, yeah, right. Ro- just, just don't uh, talk to Ross about yeah. anything but wheels and suspension. He'd make you go to the auctions and buy a, 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 a Turbo Falcon and You're just right. drop the, drop the, the Futura shell on it. So, what color is the Futura? It's white. Oh, so I haven't uh, seen that one. It's uh, it's got a, a sister car, which is owned uh, owned by the person I bought it off. Uh, but he's spent a lot of money upgrading his black one, which has a five point eight liter everything done underneath. Um, so he's taken it to a lot of car shows, uh, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice little car, or well, not little, but it's a nice car. And, and to Hal's point about going sideways, because the tires are thin, you don't need a lot of you don't need a lot of power. So but... is yours the the hard top? Yeah, the two door, two door. Yeah, hard they're top. awesome. 
So they're going sideways because um, of traction issues as well. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's what in Australia would have been the XT. Yes, X X X X R or XT. Yeah. Okay. So they never came to Australia Coupe. The XP was very cool car. I think someone actually did a did a right hand drive conversion on one of them using a local car. Yeah, it's not. You can. Yeah. Yeah. I think the. I mean, pretty much you just got to find a local, which is easy, and just. Strip it and put everything back together. So if you're restoring the car, it's almost worth doing. But, you know... But because they're over 25 years, you can leave them as left-hand drivers. Well, you can. Yeah, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to driving that. I'll stay away from that constable, just in case he thinks it's something else. (laughs) Sorry, what did you call him? I'll edit it, and it'll sound really bad. I'll cut the table out of that. (laughs) And the Mustang, how's that? Which one gets more looks, Futura or the Mustang? I think the Futura because it's different. Different. Um, not many people have seen the two-door or the left-hand drive. and they, It took me about half an hour on the phone with the RMS trying to register it because they couldn't find it on their system, so they had to go somewhere between here, somewhere between there. Club, and, <laughs> Club Rego? Yes, yeah, so I thought about it. No. Do you want me to organise it for you? Plates. Yeah. Cash plates. Correct. 60 bucks a year. But then you have to go to... Car shows, right? No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. You've no. got to be a member. You've got to be a member. And have logbooks. I'll tell you what. You leave the keys for me and Pete will take it <laughs> to the car shows every now and then. Okay. And if you find that it, it's got an extra 100 kilowatts, blame <laughs> yeah. how. Yeah. So is it going to be like Ferris Bueller's? You'll be putting it up, putting it in reverse. Did you say Ferrari? <laughs> we'll get it organised for you. That, that is our Christmas present to you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to save you two grand a year between your green sleep and your insurance and You're your right. retirement. Yeah. But can you get... Customized plates no, for these tires. No, no. Oh, damn it! Because I put I put customized plates on the Falcon. Don't worry, you don't need it. Two grand a year, you won't miss them. <laughs> <laughs> in three years, you'd be able to put the barrel motor in it, and yeah. you wouldn't notice. Yeah. Yeah. And when you come back, and you want to drive every day, then you get the custom yeah. plates back. And considering you come up, because you get sixty days a year, it's sixty days to drive them a year. Oh, right. right. So you're not in there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you can so you're not here anyway. So when you come, you can drive it for your four days, Straight. and then. And logbook it, and that's it, you're done. That's it. Oh, you have to logbook it as well. Yeah, yeah, for the 60 days. It's easy. It's easy, man. No, all you got to do is, when you get in the car, like, if you went home now and you want to drive it, yeah. it's just a piece of, you've got a piece of paper in a plastic sleeve, pull it out, put right. the date, what time, where you're leaving from, sign it, put it back in the sleeve and leave it. Take a photo of yourself, selfie, and put it in. There Stop. you go. Yeah, right. Okay. To save two grand a year. Two grand. That's what hell does. I think the biggest thing for me was storage. Uh, it's hard to... Well, for for a while, I had to put it into a, a lock-up garage, which was costing me like seven hundred bucks a month. So I don't know if there's any. Why well, is Hong Kong cheaper? <laughs> it's, just, it's just as expensive as Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Well, we can. Is that each car or both? One car. Well, we can fix that as well. Well, no, no I've sold it. I've sold it. But you sold what? I solved, solved. Oh, you solved it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, okay. but in the first instance, no one knew I had the car. I had to put it into storage somewhere else. So it was a bit expensive. I just had that problem as well, where you couldn't tell your parents that you <laughs> <Yeah>. bought cars. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, well, you know what I did. I, well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I did. When here's I, my here's my wardrobe. Here's my furniture. <laughs> by the way, I'm also going to go yeah. and put some of it in there. I did that. I did that when I bought a. I, I bought a car, brought it home when I bought the VK, and. Uh, my pe- my pe- I said it's not mine, right? It's not mine. It's, it's it's my mate's. His wife doesn't know about it, but he's leaving her, so he doesn't. It, and my parents are looking at me like, "What?" Right? And I'm thinking, "Come on, sure, you can't pick this story apart." I go, "It's yeah, it's so and so's, and he doesn't want his 
wife knowing that he had this car because it's you know it's very valuable and my mum and then my mum gets all feminazi on it and she goes I'm gonna tell his wife <laughs> I go oh shit now the guy's gonna get in trouble for having a car he doesn't have <laughs> we've also got a friend of ours who bought a Ducati whose wife didn't know he bought a motorbike he wow. would uh, leave it at my brother's workshop <laughs> And they'd come on the Don't weekends, and yeah, you know this friend, and how did he get busted? Well, Ducati sent a welcome, congratulations on your birthday, <laughs> <laughs> his wife opened the letter. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's gold. So yeah, those secrets, it's hard. It's hard to, um, if, if you do buy a new car, make sure you give him another address, because your wife's going to get the congratulations on yeah. Porsche letter, on God knows <laughs> <Yeah>. what, <laughs> midlife crisis car you buy. Well, that's great. So Christmas this week, everyone, um, have a great Christmas. Um, enjoy the holiday period. Safe yeah. driving. Take it easy on the if, road. Double if you, points. If you manage to catch up on all our podcasts, give us some ideas. We're looking at doing a. We're trying to book the road. The, the we're, Melbourne. We're, we're going to book a. We're looking at a Melbourne road trip where we're going to talk to uh, some car enthusiasts down there. We're going to visit Dunning Garage, and then there's a, a big car meet at Melbourne Airport. Yes, so, so we're going to do this. Try and do three podcast recordings on the same day. Called um, the Melbourne, the Victorian Adventure. So um, we haven't locked in the date for that yet. We've also got a, a a listener who told me I listen to your episodes in blocks of five. So hurry up and do the next five because when he does his gardening, he can listen to them and and he has a laugh. So there's okay. weird, weird and wonderful ways that our listeners are listening to the podcast. But yeah, download us uh, on iTunes, on Stitcher. On Spotify and on Shout Engine, rate us, review us. It helps us jump the charts and makes it easier for everyone to find. Steve, thank you for um, coming on. I hope you enjoy your holiday here with your thank family you. and have a good, have a merry Christmas. Hal, hope you enjoy your break with your family. Thank you very much. Enjoy the festive merry Christmas season. To everyone. Uh, merry Christmas to all our listeners. Um, have a good time and bye for now. Bye for now. Bye. See you next year. Thank you. Bye.